So success, right? I'll use success for a topic. Success is this word that is very ambiguous and it can mean so many things to so many people, right? Yeah. But if, you're, if your subconscious mind doesn't understand reality or thought, right? And 80% of what we do is your subconscious, then can't you just view yourself as successful as you sit today, right? And let me ask you a question. Am I successful because I stopped drinking and I lost 70 pounds? Am I successful because I lost $26,000 in a business that I started? Am I successful because I stopped doing hard drugs? I think so. I think you could say a case that I am. So then what do I need to prove outside of that for me to be okay with who I am today? Right. Is there, a you, dollar, is there a dollar amount in my account that's going to change the way I feel about myself? Probably not. If you've been looking for the perfect t-shirt line, Inspired Tees Co. has you covered. They offer a line of awesome Christian and American-themed tees for the whole family. Whether you want cool t-shirts that express who you are or want to spread awareness with shirts like their new breast cancer tee, they have something for everyone. You can also shop their Military Veterans American Tees, and with every purchase from that collection, they're going to donate 15% of the profits to the Wounded Warrior Project. Make sure to visit their website, inspiredteesco.myshopify.com. Austin, you're a mindset coach, real estate mentor, host of multiple podcasts, serial entrepreneur, much more, man. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Damn, I have a lot of going on. So yeah, for, sure. <laughs> for sure, man. I'd like to kick my shows off by going back a bit. Like, I think I was reading your story. You grew up like around a golf course with NBA players. Your dad was a doctor. What was childhood like? And where did you grow up, man? You know, what's interesting is when you're a young kid, you know, you don't, you don't realize when your family starts making more money, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the houses absolutely. keep, the houses keep getting bigger and you're like, these neighborhoods are really nice. And these cars. And it's funny because me and my, me and my dad have uh, kind of off again, on again relationship for, for many years. And we're a little bit better now, but I didn't realize that my, my father was my, the first entrepreneurial uh, influence in my life until now, as I look back. And, and so um, my mom worked for my dad and, and she ran the office and my dad, um, you know, he tells the story pretty, pretty vividly. He had to borrow a lot of money uh, from my uh, great grandfather at that point and uh, to buy the medical equipment and everything kind of bet on himself. And, you know, my dad became one of the best doctors in, in, in dentist in Texas, uh, very sought after, uh, had a 42 year career, just sold to practice like a year ago. So, um, you know, in, 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 in on surface, you know, we're, we're, we're living on the golf course and Kevin Garnett lived across the street and, you know, we're, we're rocking and rolling. And, uh, but, you know, as I look back and there was so much hurt and anger and unhappiness within the neighborhood. Right. Mm. And it's not until you get older that you realize that you're an empath and you realize that uh, they had all the money in the world and yet they were still very, very unhappy. And it's something that I always reflect on. And, and when my, Parents were 17. They, they came to me and they said, listen, it's either a boarding school, a military school, or it's uh, you got to figure it out. You got to do something different. And so one of the options on the table was to move to uh, Finette, Texas, which is uh, near the Louisiana border. And I didn't know much about it. Uh, didn't know anything about it, to be honest with you, but my parents grew up in Southeast Texas. And, and I said, well, that sounds way better than, than any military school. Cause I was, I was very rebellious and it wasn't that I was doing bad. 
a lot of bad things. I just didn't care about school at all. And I was getting in a lot of trouble. Uh, and when my parents separated, uh, I moved out there and uh, about six months in, uh, they sat me down and uh, they said, we're getting a divorce. And uh, somehow, um, somehow I internalized that um, as because I was a bad kid and because I made my parents move, I was the reason they got divorced. Mm-hmm. And that kind of uh, started a, a downward spiral for me for, for many years. And uh, when I was 18 years old, I got, uh, and I always tell this story, when I, when I entered the restaurant business, which is where I started working, the guy that trained me literally said, as we're walking in the restaurant, you can get marijuana from that guy. You can get meth from that guy. You can get, you know, Xanax from that guy. And that was like, and so, um, you know, I got introduced to, to cocaine and, and, and cocaine led into methamphetamines. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing with meth is, um, you know, a Friday or Saturday, just doing it then turns into a Monday, Tuesday, turns into a Tuesday, Wednesday. And, and, and one of the, the worst parts for me after abusing it for a, a good year was uh, I wound up staying up for for eight days straight uh, around my Gosh. birthday. And uh, the, the worst part was, is I was taking Xanax at night to try to go to bed, but I wasn't going to bed. And so I was entering this uh, hallucinal state uh, for the better part of the last couple of days where I was seeing like rabbits everywhere, but there was, there wasn't rabbits, you know, and I wasn't eating. And I think I had lost like 25 pounds and I had an ex-girlfriend who saw me and she was like, this is terrible. You look like shit and this is not you. So figure it out. And it was in that moment where I said, you know, uh, I, I've lied to my parents. I've lied to myself. I, you know, I just a, really a lot of shame around it. And I said, this, this cannot stick this this is not the way it's going to go down and and i wound up packing up my shit and moving to austin texas uh which was a great thing because i i stopped the hard drugs i stopped you know meth and i stopped but i still drank uh right. you know it's, it's it's the the culture of the restaurant business you know you, you work a hard day you go have drinks and this went on for like a good month and a half and when we were in the restaurant business there was a bar that would stay open late for us, uh, just for those workers. And so we would go to it and, you know, we're hanging out with girls and we're drinking and, and, you know, I'm, I had a good day and, and we're, you know, we're on shot. I don't even know how many, and, and, um, you know, I was working a lot of doubles. So I was tired and I wanted to get in my car and, um, you know, so to make, to map this story out, there's a bar and then you drive 12 miles down the highway and then there's my apartment. So it's not like, this is like an elaborate, like drive around. And, uh, I wound up driving 10 miles, the opposite direction. Like, so the other way and wound up running my car into somebody's front yard and running over their mailbox. And so, uh, I guess I fell asleep. I don't, I don't really understand what happened, but I, I got so nervous that I jumped out of the car. And when the guy came out of his house, some reason I threw him my ID. I don't really understand why I did that, but, and then I started running down the street. Well, um, I wound up getting picked up by a guy and I told him where I needed to go. And he wound up like taking me and he's like driving the car and he's like, it really smells like what the fuck smells. And so what I didn't realize was when I ran into his mailbox, I shit on myself. 
And so I'm sitting in this guy's car talking about the money I made that day, shit on myself. And then when he let me out in my apartment, he wound up knocking me out and taking my 600 bucks too. Oh and my gosh. So, <laughs> and so I, I get in the apartment, I take off all my clothes, I put them in the shower and I went to bed. And so I woke up thinking it was a dream. <laughs> and so I look out the window through the, you know, where my car should be parked and my car wasn't there. And I was like, fuck, I think oh. it really happened. And so what I did is I reported my car stolen just to find it, right? Yeah. And uh, I wound up getting a hold of a detective who had it in the impound lot. And so I made up some bullshit story about how I fell asleep and I got, I fell asleep, I was tired and I got nervous and, you know, all this shit and stuff. And uh, I kind of like got out of it kind of per se, but not like I had to go to the station sure. and talk to like four detectives. And like, I was like super nervous and like, they kind of believed it. They kind of didn't, you know, uh, yeah. and like kind of let me go. And I wound up long story short, wound up getting a ticket later on for like 6,000 bucks, you know, out of the blue from nowhere. Uh, Cause the Austin court system is so backed up, but you know, you have this moment and, and you would think, you would think that would be rock bottom, but, but yeah. Lord, no, it wasn't. So I had a friend pick me up and I went home to my mom's house and I had no car, I had no job and I still had some money and I was going out with friends. I went to Jamaica. Like I just, I didn't even care. You know, I was just like destructive spiral. And uh, I came home one day and my mom <laughs> um, had a bag of clothes and it was my clothes. And she, she threw the clothes on the front porch and said, hey, uh, you're, you're done here. This isn't a hotel. And, and, and your dad cut off all your credit cards. So figure it out. And wow. um, I actually talked to the friend that picked me up this morning. So he's a good friend. He picked me up that morning. And you know, I'm 20, 21 years old, crying like a little baby and, and, and trying to understand what I'm going to do. And he let me cry for like an hour. And he said, all right, bro, enough's enough. Let's, let's figure it out. One, one solution at a time. And I said, well, I need to work. That's the number one thing. I need to make money. And he goes, look, it's not, it's not glorious, but my, my girlfriend's dad runs a construction company. He'll pick you up at 5 a.m. and drop you off at 6.30. And that's what you're going to do. And, and I didn't even ask what it was. I said, fine, I don't care. Yeah. So I, I wound up laying brick and tile in, in Texas in the middle of the summer. So you can imagine it was a, it was, it was, it was a big thing. And I didn't have anywhere to live. So my best friend at the time, my best man at my wedding, actually lived at his brother's house. And he said, listen, I got nowhere for you to live, but you can live here. And where there was, uh, was I slept underneath the closet of the stairs. And so I, I ate ham sandwich and ramen noodles and, and had a bag of clothes and a fan and a single mattress. And I, I worked 65 hours a week and, uh, wound up saving up enough money to, to buy my grandma's old car and wound up getting my bartending job back and, and, and been running from that closet ever since. Oh my gosh, man. Talk about craziness, dude. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I thought my story was crazy. Like your story is nutty, dude. Like I'm so pumped that you're here though, being able to share your story, man. Thank you for sharing that. dude. Yeah. The scary thing is it doesn't end there. Cause I continue to abuse alcohol for 18 years. 
Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing, and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery, and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Yeah, like, I mean, you obviously hit tons of rock bottoms. What mm-hmm. was that rock bottom, the, the last one that hit you and you're like, crap, I got to make some serious change in my life and, and that helped you got to get on that track. What were those steps that you took to get on the right track? So, so two things happen. One of the things happened is um, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. Uh, and uh, I was following this guy on Instagram and, um, and something about him stuck out to me. Like I, could, I couldn't, like I was like, I, I like who this guy is. I like what he stands for. And then I was, I used to like stay up like real late. Like my, my, my wife at the time would go to bed and I'm just, I'm just staying up like, dude, this is not, you got to get your life together. Like I'm working like 80 hours a week, like not really like getting anywhere, um, making money, but not getting anywhere. And I'm like, dude, I, and he, he sends this thing. He's like, I, I'll give two coaching calls for 750 bucks. And I was like, no, I can't. I was like, I can't, I don't have the money. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I was like, yeah. And so I signed up, we have one call. It went really good. It's the first time I ever got any coaching. On the second call, in the last five minutes, he said something. He said, if you, 10 years from now, were in a room full of billionaires and you deserve to be there, what's the one thing holding you back? Hmm. And without even flinching, I said alcohol. And in that moment, it planted the seed that I believe started the unraveling of, of, of who I am today. And and then in that exact same week, I picked up a book called Extreme Ownership. Come on. Such a good book. Because I realized after having an aggressive conversation with a friend of mine who's a men's coach, and he wouldn't let me off my stake. And he said, listen, I've sit here and listened to you bitch and moan for a year. And I joined a mastermind at this time. That helped too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he said, you've never once taking credit for anything that you did. It's always somebody else did this, somebody else did that. He goes, I get that shit happened to you, but there was a moment and then there was all the stories that you told yourself. So what's the moment? Take ownership of it, let it go and let's move on. So in that moment, I called my dad and I said, listen, this has been rough. It hasn't been cute. We almost got in a fist fight. I said, but I'll take ownership of everything that I did. And it's not all on you. And and I just want to start fresh here and I'll take full ownership. And in that moment, as I walked away from that phone call, you know, those ball and chains that they have at like some prisons and stuff that you see on TV. Yeah. I felt like that ball and chain released from my leg and my shoulders lifted five feet in the air because it felt like this chip on my shoulder of this like aggressive 
nature just kind of shifted and it was the genesis and there's other stories behind that but it was the genesis to the to the transformation hmm man i think it's so powerful for you to reach out to your dad and, and have that conversation and take ownership and i think a lot of people they go through that and they don't ever make that phone call or they never they struggle with forgiving themselves uh for the work that they've done or the, the mess that they put themselves into or the mess they put the others into man and that's so huge for you to make that phone call and it's so true I think when you can talk about, you know, that forgiveness or talk about taking ownership, man, that's such a weight off everyone's shoulder or your shoulder. You know, when you do that, you're now involved in, in real estate and you've, you're a mindset coach. Like, how did you get involved in that side of stuff? No, it's interesting. As I was in the business of just like working in hospitality and stuff, I was always helping people. And I always knew I, I had this like gift where I could tell what everybody's feeling and and um, it's, it's one of those things that I've always had. I, I never tapped into it. When I joined my first mastermind, I got around people that had 30, 50, 115 Airbnbs. I got in people that had a thousand Airbnb, you know, thousand apartments, own multiple businesses. And I was keeping up with them. I was suggesting stuff for their business. I was helping them through a problem they were dealing with. And I was like, and there's something, there's something there. And then I got a coach and then my coach is like, you're really gifted, but I never believed it. And, um, and I was really like a far off thing for me. It wasn't really something that I wanted to do. Um, and then I wound up having uh, a friend of mine say, look, you know, I need some help. I need some, some focus and I'm going to pay you. And I was like, no, you're no, you're not. I'm not like taking on that responsibility. And we wound up signing up for it. And then I wound up getting another client and another client. And, and, and here we are. And, and it really was the pandemic for me to really like put it into focus because I was working private equity and I wasn't planning on coaching until I was 45, which I'm 38 now. Okay. I wasn't really like in, I didn't really want to focus on it. Um, but I, but I, I, I got laid off from my private equity job a week into the pandemic. And then um, two weeks later, I got divorced hmm. for 13 year marriage. And I started a podcast all in that same like week. So it was like, here we are. And I had something. One of the guys, one a mentor that I've had on the podcast told me something that has always stuck with me. He said, I promise you that when you're dead and gone, you'll never be upset that you bet on yourself. Mm. He said, this is an opportunity for you to not run from comfort. Yeah, this is an opportunity to run directly towards something that you believe in and let the chips fall where they may. Come on, man. So good, dude. And, you know, with with your clients that you are coaching, what is the that one struggle or that number one struggle that you it's see people come to you with? So man? easy. It's, I know it off the top of my hand. They don't love yeah. themselves. They don't love okay. themselves. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're 56, 26, a woman from Canada, New York, I've got clients everywhere. Yeah. They don't love themselves. They don't believe in themselves. And I don't know if it's somebody that's told them or they don't deem themselves in, in life. The number one issue that I'm seeing is everybody seeking something outside of them to give them something. Mm -hmm. And ultimately at the end of the day, it's something I said uh, on a rant I did the other day. So success, right? I'll use success for a topic. Success is this word that is very ambiguous and it can mean so many things to so many people, right? Yeah. But if, if your subconscious mind doesn't understand reality, 
or thought, right? And 80% of what we do is your subconscious, then can't you just view yourself as successful as you sit today, right? And let me ask you a question. Am I successful because I stopped drinking and I lost 70 pounds? Am I successful because I lost $26,000 in a business that I started? Am I successful because I stopped doing hard drugs? I think so. I think you could say a case that I am. So then what do I need to prove outside of that for me to be okay with who I am today? Right. Is there, a dollar, you... is there a dollar amount in my account that's going to change the way I feel about myself? Probably not. Right. Man. So how do you walk them through that to kind of give that belief into their system? I'll give you a trick. This is, uh, this is what I do. I, I, I don't know if, if there's a better way, but this is the way I operate, which is 90% off energy and feel. Yeah. We spend the first two to three weeks talking about wh where they want to go. If I could wave a magic wand, what are your actual goals? What are your actual dreams? And then once I get a framework in my mind of where they want to go, I only speak to them as if those things have already happened. Mm. And what it does is it pulls them gradually along until they can feel that for themselves. Uh, my friend, uh, Colleen, uh, Carolyn Colleen, said, sometimes you don't love yourself enough to change, but you have to borrow the belief that others have in you till you believe it in yourself. So good, man. That's amazing, dude. I, I mean, I think, and I'm not a coach, but I've talked with people that have that same sort of mindset, right? They don't love themselves. They don't believe in themselves. And you got to really speak life to them, man. And, and it's so good, man. You are absolute world well, well, think about it. Think about it this way. As a, as a grown man, you're a grown man. And you, yeah. have, you have businesses and you have a family. Yep. I want you to really think about, and everybody that's listening right now, I want you to think about something. When's the last time that somebody was in your corner with no, no judgment, purely rooting you on. I would venture to guess that on an adult level, it's probably pretty slim. Yep, yep. So as a coach, you have somebody that is invested in your life, invested in who you are and, and rooting you on and, and, and pulling you along. And then eventually that confidence just starts building and then they're off to the races. Yeah, <laughs> You have, you're also the host of, of not one, but two podcasts, right? You've got the brain dump podcast. You've got construct your life podcast. I yeah. do pod two podcasts as well. It's super tough to stay on track with two podcasts <laughs> and do businesses and stuff like that, man. Like, so I applaud you for getting into the craziness of doing two podcasts, but for those no, you, who don't know about your show, I'll, I'll like, do you one better. Yeah. So I didn't know that people, I didn't have shit to do. I was laid off. Right. Okay. And so, so yeah. I didn't know that people didn't record nine podcasts today. Okay. Dude, I did 274 episodes in 11 months. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, I was like, just boom, 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 boom. So yeah, we started the brain dump as a kind of a passion project because yeah. he's a real estate syndicator. And all we talked about on my podcast was mindset, like, right. because I believe mindset's everything. And so he said, what if we started a podcast on studying the psychology of success and what people do, what they do. And so that's where that podcast was born and then construct your life was kind of something the name kind of came to me last minute but the idea of giving people a platform to share their story and and understanding that ultimately um, by sharing your story you're going to impact somebody else and if you do that then you realize that your story matters and then you own it yeah. right yeah. and then once you own it it doesn't control you 
right? right? And it's the same way that you're freely can share your story because it doesn't own you anymore. It's just part of who you are. It doesn't define you. Yes. Yes. So as we get near to the end of 2021, we headed to 2022, like what are you most excited about? I have a vision for something that came to me in the last month um, that I'm going to build and it is my legacy and it is my everything. I have a call in a minute with somebody I'm trying to recruit. And it's, it's one of those things where I feel in alignment with who I am. I feel in alignment with my mission. I feel in alignment with the people that I'm surrounded with. And I'm just excited to go create a life and impact as many human beings as possible. I am in a loving relationship um, who supports me completely. And just, you know what it is? I'm living, and, and I have to remind myself a lot of times, I'm living the life that I asked for all these years ago, currently, off of the back of my hard work, but that's not good enough because I have uh, an, uh, a mission to impact as many humans as possible. And um, part of why this company is so important to me is part of the company is going to be siphoned off the profits to, uh, to uh, build out um, financial literacy courses for middle school and high school kids, and then um, to invest in their entrepreneurship businesses as well. And this is something that me and my business partner believe in wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, I got lost in high school personally. Um, I, I could have got straight A's if I wanted to. I didn't care uh, because I didn't give a shit because I don't yeah. care about history. And I don't like whatever. I'll just, just teach me business because I could soak up business all day. So, you know, I want to I, I said I said this to somebody the other day, everything that I was talked down on about in high school, and middle school, they championed me for now. Oh, you're a networker. Oh, you're a people person. Oh, you're, you like to talk. Oh, you're out here. And they were like, be quiet. Don't dream too big. You know, all that. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's, that's the problem we have is that people aren't dreaming big enough. Yes. Oh man. So amazing. I love what you got going on. Austin, it's such an honor to have you on my show. Your story is so impactful. You're absolutely changing the world with your story, with your podcast, with your business, with this upcoming project, man. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank What's you so going much. on? Thank you so much for watching the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. If you've not seen my show or you don't know the services that I offer, I wanted to drop them to you right now. One, I do voiceover work. So if you're looking for a voiceover person to cover your motivational videos, or maybe it's Kickstarter videos or whatever it is, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you out there. I also work with brands on brand and product videos. So they'll send me their products to do reviews or box openings. Let me know. I'd love to work with you on your product as well and hope you get that product out there. I also love to be able to share my story. So if I can make an impact on one person at your next speaking engagement, let me know. I love to talk about my story. I love to talk about how our past does not define our future and morning routines and being consistent, how to be around those successful people that are just going to lift you up. Let's chat about having me speak at your next event. Let's make it happen. Again, thank you so much for checking out this show. Check out ericgallonmedia.com. Really appreciate your time. Have an awesome day.